Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Pleasure Path, a podcast about powerful, pleasurable shifts in perspective and in practice for a more loving world, both in our intimate relationships, but beyond. And this week in this episode, we are talking about what I call the missing piece. And it's not emotional intimacy, and it's not physical intimacy. It's a foundational aspect that I call practical intimacy. So imagine feeling supported day in and day out by your partner with the little things in life. Imagine not having to be sick and have no one there to take care of you. Imagine knowing that you're making progress in dating, that you're getting closer to someone and building towards an actual committed relationship. And imagine never again having to date a narcissist or someone who's self-centered or someone who drops you or that it's just a situation instead of a relationship. And here's why I think practical intimacy gets overlooked is what I found is most people have a deep yearning for emotional intimacy and physical intimacy, and that colors and affects how they view dating. So they're either really seeking and craving like touch, physical connection, holding uh, that sense of, of, you know, romance that you can't get in other parts of your life, and or they're craving emotional connection and depth and someone who really understands them, and someone that they can share their feelings and sadness and pain and frustration with. And both of those things are essential, but it's kind of like three legs of a stool or three points of a triangle. You need the emotional intimacy, you need the physical intimacy, but without the practical intimacy, none of that really works. (laughs) Because who cares if someone can listen to your feelings if they're only available once a month? You know, who cares if someone has really great physical chemistry with you If they're not available, if they're not in, you know, available for relationship, if they're cheating or they're not, you know, able and ready to make a commitment, like who cares if you have these wonderful vacations or amazing dates, but then on a day to day level, they're not helping with the chores or getting groceries or asking how you're feeling when you're having a cold. Like what I find is a lot of people feel the relationship becomes hollow or the dating experience becomes hollow if they're not getting their practical intimacy needs met. And it's a bit tricky because a lot of our practical intimacy needs, we can meet ourselves. You know, we can take care of ourselves and take our cold medicine, can make ourselves soup. You know, we can um, structure our lives in a way that we feel supported. But we really want that from our partner too. Like just because you can do it for yourself doesn't mean that you want to. And just because you can doesn't mean that there's not benefit and synergy from someone being there to help rebuild your energy and help check in on you. And I want to make this really practical. So let me talk about some of the situations that I'm referring to when I talk about practical intimacy. I'm going to break it down with the four C's. The first one is consistency. Oh man, (laughs) consistency is something that we crave in dating. But I oftentimes, if there's 
I oftentimes find that if someone has too much consistency, sometimes they can push back against that. Sometimes they think then the person is boring or too into them or, you know, they don't like it. They want the the person to keep a little bit of distance. So we say we want consistency, but then sometimes we send very mixed messages. And what I mean by consistency is, are they texting you on a regular basis? Are they responding to your texts within, you know, 12 to 24 hours? Are they consistently open or are they giving you one word answers? And then every once in a while, like right before a date, then they're giving you lots more because they're excited to have sex with you. You know, like, are their responses consistent? Is the cadence of communication consistent? And are they planning dates with you consistently? Because we've probably all been in situations where you get to know someone and you chat on the apps for weeks and it never leads to anything. So if they're consistently communicating, but then there's no plan to make a date, then to me, that's not enough. That's not enough practical intimacy, which leads me to the second C, which is claiming. And I know claiming might have a negative connotation. I don't mean claiming as in like ownership, but when someone wants to date you and get to know you, they're going to claim your time. They're going to say, I want to see you this weekend. When are you available? Or I want to help you with that project. Or I want to help you with, you know, your health stuff going on. Like, can I bring you some soup? Can I check in on you? So claiming is a way of someone not owning, but really prioritizing you. If they're claiming you, they're prioritizing you. And to me, it's also a way of respecting you. Like, hey, I know you're busy and I want to see you. So can I claim some of your time this weekend because you're a priority to me? And it always feels good when you're a priority to someone because it means that they're invested in you and invested in building the relationship. Now, the third C is care. And there's so many ways to show that we care and everyone has a different way of expressing their love or a way that really lights them up. And we won't know that until we start getting to know someone. But care means really dropping into our hearts and being in a place of, wonderment and appreciation and acknowledging, yeah, things are really hard for you right now. How can I show up and support you? And it might be, like I've been saying in this episode, getting sick, but it might also be if someone's struggling with work, like it only takes a minute to send a text and say, hey, you know, you told me on our date, you were having a tough time at work. How's your week going? Hope your boss isn't giving you too much problems. So care can happen in an instant, but it's something that we sometimes overlook when we're dating. Or we might only realize it later, later in the dating process. Like, yeah, you know, they're really into me sexually, but they don't seem to really care. They don't seem to really be there when I need them, when I'm going through something tough. So we've talked about consistency, the first C, claiming, the second C, care, the third C, and the fourth C is compatibility. And again, this might not be something you can tell right away, but compatibility is like, are we practically going to be able to build a life together? You know, like, are you a morning person and I'm a night person? Are you loud extrovert and I'm an introvert? Now, sometimes some duality or opposites here really helps. Like Jason is an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I'm very anal retentive when it comes to visual things. Like I like my house being clean. He's not so focused on keeping the house clean. It doesn't really bother him if there are piles or things, you know, throughout the house. So we are not exactly compatible in every single way. But there was enough compatibility when we were dating that I felt like, yeah, this person could build a life with me. We have similar enough values. We have similar enough lifestyle with like, I don't know, what we eat and how healthy we are and prioritizing being active and 
prioritizing friends and connection and relational things. So if you're not sure about compatibility, look to values and know that if you have similar values, even if your personalities aren't exactly the same, you can still be compatible. But you might also want to assess or or just pay attention to both in dating and in long term. Like, are we compatible with how we spend our money and our time? Are we compatible with like I said, our schedules of morning or night or going out or staying in? Are we compatible with even simple things like how we express ourselves and how we communicate? You know, is there enough space for both of us? So practical intimacy with consistency, claiming, care, and compatibility will help you build a really solid foundation. And there are things you want to pay attention to when you're dating. But if you're already in a relationship, you can say, hmm, How can I be more consistent with my partner? How can I claim time with them more? How can I show more care? How can I enhance our compatibility? Maybe there's something I've been really hung up on that I can just let go a little bit or or express myself in a way that we can brainstorm together. So I'll give an example. So I said that Jason wasn't always like as into a clean house as I am. But one thing he's really good at is solving structural problems. So we used to not have a shoe rack in our back room where our laundry is, where we keep our shoes. I really don't know why. Like in hindsight, it is the most obvious thing ever to have a shoe rack, but we didn't. And so, you know, I would get frustrated sometimes and be like, oh, our house is so dirty. I'm feeling resentful. I really need some help. And then one day he just put in and brought in the shoe rack and it solved that problem. Now the laundry room area where we keep our shoes is always pretty tidy because of the shoe rack. And that's just one example. He's done a lot of other things. He did something else in the kitchen. He got also like this rack that we could put our appliances on, my spices and all of that. So when I came to him with these issues and quotations with compatibility, he helped solve the problem. And if you have a a lot that's coming up, like things you're feeling resentful or that you're not feeling compatible with, with your partner, I invite you to check out my previous episode, which was all about clearing resentments. Because if you're not feeling compatible, maybe there's just a resentment that needs to be cleared. And then you can problem solve together what what to do so that the resentment doesn't keep piling up. Now, I wanted to share just a few more examples of where not having practical intimacy or having it has really shaped a relationship and and shaped dating. So I remember I was in this situationship. You know, it was a person who I had been friends with for a few months And I could tell that there was attraction there, but I wasn't really sure if they were interested in me, if they wanted a relationship, where they were going with like this connection. And I also wasn't sure if they were interested in other people in our mutual friend group. It was kind of a sloppy thing where I didn't want to stop the attraction because I really did feel something and I really liked this person as a person, but it was also so muddy and not clear and you know, we ended, we ended up like going on a date or two, but there was no consistency. Like we would see each other at a party, go on a date then that week. And then I wouldn't hear from them until I saw them again at a group outing, like maybe a few months down the road, every once in a while, they would send me a text. But for the most part, it was really sporadic, like see each other at event, remember each other and then date for one time. And then everything, you know, fall apart until we see each other again. So of course I started dating other people. I wasn't really putting a lot of energy into this person. And of course, as soon as I start dating someone seriously, which, you know, is now my husband, Jason, the other person in this, you know, situationship 
told one of our mutual friends, like, what, you know, why is Violet dating someone? Like, I was really hoping to like build something with her. And my friend told this guy, uh, what makes you think that she would want to date you if you're not planning any dates with her? Like, if you're not reaching out to her, if you're not being consistent, she's not just going to wait around. And he's like, well, I just was hoping that we would just have energy that would build slowly over time. I mean, that's just not how I am. So we're not compatible in that way. I'm someone who, if I like someone, I want to build a relationship. I want to start, you know, creating something together for the future. I don't want to just go on a date every three months and hope that something changes if that person is not claiming me or my time or putting any energy into it. And he also wasn't showing a lot of care. You know, I remember telling him things on dates about what was going on in my work life at the time because I had just transitioned out of my full-time job to focus on coaching full-time. And this was, oh my gosh, like 10 years ago or something or more. And he never followed up after dates to say like, oh yeah, how's the work stuff going? I know that was on your mind last time. Like there wasn't care. There wasn't compatibility with how we build relationship. He wasn't claiming me and my time. And he definitely wasn't consistent. I mean, I guess every three months is a pattern, but it's not consistent enough for me to meet my relational needs. So if I had been more focused on practical intimacy from the beginning, then I wouldn't have hung out with this person at all. I would have recognized that there was no practical intimacy. They did not have the four C's and I would have avoided any heartbreak or any confusion. And same for them too. Like they wouldn't have felt confused if I could have articulated in the beginning, hey, I really like you. I feel emotionally and physically connected, but there's no practical intimacy. So I really don't see this going anywhere. So I learned, you know, we're always learning. But then there's another situation before then where talking about practical intimacy really set the standard of behavior. So there was someone that I had met in person, but I didn't know before. We had exchanged numbers and they had been texting but not really regularly. And then he asked me out and I said, well, I would like to go out, but I'd like to talk on the phone first. And he called me. And when we talked on the phone, I talked about, yeah, I really like if someone asked me out on a date when we've already had a little bit more connection. Like I want to know that we're building to something that we're texting and then we're talking and then we're going on a date. It feels better to me than just text a few times and immediately go on a date. Now that might sound old fashioned. That might not be how you feel. And that's totally fine. Like everyone has their own dating cadence and rhythm. But from that point on, every time he would want to ask me out on a date, he called me and I thought that was so cute. <laughs> like, oh, he really heard me that I like to feel connected before saying yes to a date. And one of the ways I feel connected is by hearing someone's voice. And we only dated for three or four months, but I felt really special. I felt really cared for. I felt really claimed. He was consistent because he called me every time we went on a date. And I felt like we had enough compatibility to at least keep the dating journey going. Now, what's funny is at one point I really wanted to go to Disneyland and I had, we had been texting about it. And then I was like, yeah, do you want to go? He's like, are you asking me out on a date? Because if so, you need to call me. <laughs> so then he called me on my, on like my hypocriticalness that I didn't call him to ask him out. So I called him, I asked him to go to Disneyland with me. And then we went and, and we had a lot of fun. Again, we didn't date for that long, but it was an example to, that really helped me know that I can ask for what I want, that I can focus on practical intimacy and the way of building a relationship that really feels good for me. So I hope that those examples about the situationship that was a total fail in terms of practical intimacy, and then this desire that I shared about talking on the phone before dates, those are two ends of the spectrum of how practical intimacy can really help shape positive dating experiences and a good long-term fit when it comes to partner. 
Now, if you're the type of person who tends to forget about practical intimacy and get swept into emotional intimacy or physical intimacy, or if you're the type of person who, you know, really likes to date, but isn't sure how to build from date to date or from dating to committed relationship, then there's probably some skills that you're just missing when it, when it comes to asking for practical intimacy and creating practical intimacy and leading in that way. So I talked about the four C's with consistency, claiming, care, and compatibility, but it's important again to practice those things in your dating life and in the relational context. So that's something I give tips on to my clients, but also in my program, Radiant Love, which is a co-ed container where you get to really practice practical intimacy and where you get to understand how to lead and how to ask for things in those situations, regardless of your gender, regardless of your orientation. It's really just about understanding what makes us feel good, supported, and loved. So we have this really solid foundation. And Radiant Love is open to people in couples or people that are single so if you come as a couple to the program, you can just practice with each other in every breakout room and every session. Or if you're joining as a single and you want to meet a lot of new people, then you can interact with different people in every breakout room and get a different feeling for how people have their unique personality and their needs and how they communicate. And it can also help you identify what you really want, what really works for you when it comes to dating and love. And the more that you put that in your profiles or speak that out loud to people that you meet or ask for that when you ask your friends for setups, then the more that you attract and create that in your love life. So my biggest wish is that everyone has the practical intimacy that they need. I think it would combat a lot of loneliness. It would help us feel less dropped. It would help us be more efficient and effective with how we date and build relationships. And it would help us just feel more connected to our partner and to each other. So reach out to me at violet at violetling.com if you would like to learn more about Radiant Love. I can put you on the wait list if we don't have spots open, or if we do, then I would love to bring you into the cohort and let's get started practicing on practical intimacy. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk 